Hello, welcome back to Sextras, where we talk about sex and all the extras. I'm Honey, and when I was younger, I thought that like every time you had to listen to music, the person who was like playing the music had to go to the studio and play it exactly the time <laughs> you wanted. And if you rewound it, they would have to start again and stuff like that. I really didn't understand how it worked. <laughs> yeah, I thought that when like you put the volume down and when you put the volume up, they would like sing louder and quieter as well. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Hi, I'm Maria, and my fun fact is that I didn't, like, lose pretty much any of my baby teeth, only, like, a couple. I had them all, like, ripped out of my mouth by the dentist. (laughs) (laughs) Like, torture. Yeah, like, torture. One time, they put, like, a balloon in my mouth. I had so many things done, like, at the dentist when I was younger. I had the worst teeth. So, yeah. Disgusting. (laughs) You're disgusting. I know. We have a guest with us this week. It is my friend Theo. And he's going to talk to us about money versus relationships. Well, basically, we're going to have a debate with him about why money shouldn't go above relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Theo, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, guys. Um, (laughs) I'm Theo. My fun fact is that I have never been in a relationship. So I thought it only logical to come on this relationships podcast. <laughs> so we can fix you? Yes. Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, sh- we thought that we could start with um, a segment with some polls, sort of to like start discussing the topic a little bit. So we put on some polls on our Instagram regarding money versus love. And so the first one was money or love. And 88% of people said love. <laughs> that is interesting. Um, <laughs> How does that make you feel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I think it's important to note that the audience is probably the same audience that's watching this now. <laughs> so I've got an uphill battle. Um I wouldn't say it's completely representative, but I wouldn't say it would be completely off the figures if you took it probably on the street. So you'd um, obviously vote no. So you'd obviously vote for money, sorry. Yes, if it was a binary choice. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that you can have a bit of both, I think. <laughs> and also, the great thing is you can love money. So that's <laughs> that's also a, a good way of, of living life. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised at those figures. I I still maintain that you having money and being able to better negotiate through life is a more pleasant way to live than perhaps being tied to somebody and being quote-unquote in love. That's my view. Quote-unquote in love. (laughs) Oh, quote-unquote. Did you get that from Maria? (laughs) Do you not think that you're too tied to money, though? Can you not be too tied to money? Yeah, what if you're tied down by money money rather than by love? I mean, I don't think you can be too tied to money. I don't think that exists as a concept like that. The the thing about money is all it is is an enabler that essentially gives you more power in negotiating situations in life, including in relationships. So if you want a more positive love life, Bold you should have more money. <laughs> what? So controversial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but why, why would money make your love life better? The reason is because... But then also then ultimately, if you're saying that you would want money to make a better love life, then surely love wins over money. Because one is just the means to the end. No, absolutely. Money is just a means, but love is the end. Well, love, love is, that is, that's very deep. Philosophy <laughs> student right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not against love. Just FYI, people watching this love podcast or whatever. Um, love is definitely required, but it's more a kind of philosophy for living life before you get there. Um, mm. I think you as an individual will be better placed 
negotiating day-to-day life and put yourself in a better position to meet that person if you are successful. Success, money. Ergo, <laughs> money's more important. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's unpack that a bit more later. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. (laughs) (laughs) So the next question we asked was, how much money would it take you to choose money over love? And we did on Instagram, if you follow us, you will have seen, but it was like one of those slidey things. And it was from like 1 to 50k to 10 million or plus or no amount of money. And the average people said was over 10 million, which like, I feel like that's fair. I wouldn't Yeah, personally. that's kind of what I expected. I mean, yeah. so many people said no amount, to be fair, but the average was 10 million, which I understand. I mean, I asked my boyfriend and he was like, why are you asking? And I was like, because I'm curious. And he was like, would you break up with me for 10 million? I was like, no, I asked you first. He's like, well, I'm not answering first. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, okay, Um, well, obviously, no, I wouldn't. Why would I do that? And then he was like, oh, yeah, no, same. I'm like, you're (laughs) such a liar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure he voted 10 million. (laughs) No, I think he said no amount because he knows that I always check his his answers. (laughs) I asked my boyfriend and he said no amount, so there you go. My boyfriend loves yeah, but, me more. There you go. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but me and Maria were talking about this because we were saying like, because I said 10 million's too much when we were talking about this at first because I was like, I mean, who's going to turn down 10 million? Not many people. 10 I, like, I just enough. think that's unrealistic. So I was like, okay, fine, 5 million. But then 5 million is like, the price of a house in london so then we were like what you're gonna choose a house over a relationship is yeah, that what it comes down exactly to? No. so i i don't know i think theo's like yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i think that's a hard question because okay the way you've worded it is choosing it over love what is the person who i love standing in front of me with 10 million next to them yeah and yeah i'm like currently a... in love with them or is it like somebody saying right you you will be in love with this person so are you or will you choose the 10 million do you know am i in love with them or no yeah you're like in a relationship and you're in love with someone and then you have the 10 million in one side and you have the person in the other side and then you have to make the decision (laughs) well i'm just 10 million it's quite an easy write-off i mean (laughs) (laughs) it's like you know that's just kind of that's fine that's you know that's how much i give to charity every year to get a tax rebate that's not really uh that's not so but if we're talking about the principle then probably not i probably would have to agree with you guys i feel like loads of people would say they would choose the money if it was like oh is it the promise of a relationship or the promise of 10 million yeah i'll choose the 10 million because that's like actually right there in front of me like what is love that's so nebulous but i think obviously if you're in the position which is you are in a relationship and you are in love it's a lot more difficult to say that you would walk away from that from money rather than you know from the start Mm. choosing one over the other yeah I think it depends on like the stage you are in your life and like where you live as well I think like we're from London so we're like okay I mean obviously I don't have 10 million I'm never gonna have 10 million unless this situation actually happens in real life but I'm not gonna break (laughs) up with my boyfriend but like oh yeah so like if you're from London then 10 million like it doesn't really sound like that much money if you think about it logically but if you're from somewhere where like the houses aren't that expensive. Like, I don't fucking know where. Iowa or something. Like, <laughs> you'd probably be like, yeah, 10 million, that's a fuck ton of money. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> but, okay, another question we asked was, does having money make you more attractive? This I have the biggest problem with. 
<laughs> okay, the answers were 69-31. So 69 to no, it doesn't make you more attractive. And you have a problem with that. Yeah, I I, I mean, I just don't, I don't believe it. I, I just, <laughs> it's, it's just incorrect. Because, yeah. Well, it does make you more attractive. Of course it makes you more attractive. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's so always... tell us your logic then. Well, okay. I mean, if we're gonna go like biological here, I—I I mean, on that level, it makes you more attractive because you're gonna be looking for someone, firstly, which you have more in common with, a lot in common with, right? So just so from like a personal perspective, for me, for instance, they would have to have <laughs> a lot of money. Um, secondly, <laughs> secondly. <Such flex. laughs> Secondly, you want if if you if you don't have a lot of money for them to you know provide for your offspring, that's biological. And if you do have a lot of money, you want your kids to grow up the same way you grew up. So either way, there it makes them more attractive. So firstly, biological is more attractive. Secondly, societal. People who have more money look more drip and therefore better. <laughs> what if you want someone who's like super down to earth and like yeah. humble? What if you're into like the homeless aesthetic? <laughs> well, the ho- yeah, you know, like the skinny boy, like the kind of guys I like that you that you always say look like homeless guys. Mm. Yeah, and who live in ten million pound houses in Richmond. <laughs> Yeah, true, probably. So true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I think I think there's an important distinction to make between the guys you were into who had quite a lot of money relative to the average person and actually homeless people because I'm not sure Yeah, but as in like what we're saying what person. we're saying is like the aesthetic of like looking like you have a lot of a lot of money is not necessarily that attractive to a lot of people like Right now, it's really on trend to like look like homeless, bo- like homeless vibes, you know. But is it because you are still giving off? This is the thing, isn't it? Is well, actually, if you see somebody walking down the street in Bristol, decked out in Stuzzy and Balenciaga and all that shite, then <laughs> they are dripping. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, it, it's but... giving off the same thing in a different way. In a more acceptable way for Bristol, for instance. Yeah. But, okay, but other than, like, the way you can dress and whatever. Yeah. You you think just the principle of having more money? Well, yeah, it's my personal belief, this is why I also think money over love as well, that essentially you are a, a, a more confident, um, more able person character-wise with money than without it which makes you more attractive like every situation i negotiate which is what i was kind of talking about earlier i negotiate with the utmost confidence the absolute belief that i'm making the right decision even when i'm not that's attractive yeah but i don't think that inherently comes with having money like i there's a lot of wealthy Mm. people that aren't like that and there's a lot of non-wealthy people that are also very confident in every decision they make I agree, but there's a correlation between wealth and confidence. I don't get how that can be inherent in the money. Like what you could because there can still be like rich people that are super like you never have enough. It's kind of like the whole plastic surgery thing. The more plastic surgery you get, like you get one thing, you notice more problems, so then you keep trying to fix it and it's like a never ending cycle of like trying to fix problems and trying to make yourself appear this way but you're never actually going to get there because it's not just you can't just keep throwing money at problems and think it's just going to go away like you have to work on yourself as well so like yeah you can use money to get there but that doesn't mean it like naturally makes you have more confidence just because you have it you know like you have to have a mixture of self-worth and the money as well i i agree i i I don't think i think it's a good point it's not conclusive and what i'm not saying is is if you have a lot of money you are confident and if you don't you're not um 
But what I am saying is, is, is from a personal perspective and from a lot of other people I know who are young with quite a lot of money. It's essentially the exposure to adults and to professionals and to on the day-to-day basis of life making decisions where millions of pounds hang in the balance. It makes you more confident and self-assured of your decision-making, which isn't what you are getting if you don't have that kind of resources behind you. Equally, though, you're right, you're not getting it when you're going for these people who have the homeless aesthetic, I think you called it. (laughs) Never heard of that before, but those types of people are not what I am speaking about because they have been given everything. They don't earn anything, they don't add any value. And that's Mm. an important distinction to make as well. What if you have (laughs) loads of money but you're just an arsehole and you're, like, arrogant because you think you're the shit? Um, I feel like that's a personal attack. Um, <laughs> no, it's just a hypothetical question. I don't know you well enough to comment um, on your character. <laughs> I think there is a de- there's a definite danger. There's a definite danger because most people in society overvalue what money can add to one's life. It very much depends on what you do with your money, how much value you can add to your existence. It's nothing to do with you just having the money in the bank. It's what you do with it and how you live your life because of it. Um, So it's a much more nuanced point. Um, But I I do agree with you. There is a definite danger of becoming incredibly arrogant. Also because you are naturally set apart from a large cross-section of society when you have a lot of money. Because you have a lot of money. So you're naturally in the top 1% or 0.1% worldwide. And that is a... like that is a bad thing because you lose touch quite easily. So you have to make a conscious effort to keep in touch with people mm. who aren't so With well the commoners. Off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the peasants. Walk with kings but have the common touch. <laughs> As my friend once said to me. Yeah. Um, well, just to go back to the... Sorry, not to interrupt the tangent, but... Mm. I do agree that, like, 69% seems a bit low. Because I did vote no, but now that I'm thinking about it, like, is it... It's not really the sole reason that someone would be attracted... Actually, no, I still would vote no. It doesn't really change anything. You think the no percentage is too high? Like, more people should have said yes. Yeah, I feel like as in a trend in society as well. No. Maybe people are just so indoctrinated in, like... They just are attracted to people because, and those people are attractive because they have money, but they just don't even realise, if you get what I mean. Like, the reason they're attracted to them, like, their clothes and stuff, they just think of it as clothes, not the money, but it is the money if you think about it more deeply. Mm, Yeah. Okay, so the next question then. Would you date someone with a lot more or a lot less money than you? And 95% of people said yes. 5% said no. I actually found that quite shocking. Like, I I mean, it, not really, but I thought more people would say no. Well, you think a lot of people, like, date inside their wealth bracket? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I don't know if I think that. I'm not sure it's conscious. I think it's just circumstantial. Yeah, no, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I do think it is like just circumstantial, but... And it, in, in that case, it would be... They wouldn't be aware of it and therefore would vote for yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Which is, I think, and a large like, would portion. Mm. Would you? No. What, that was significantly less or significantly more? Yeah, so more I would find it emasculating. <laughs> um, and less I would struggle to believe that they weren't in it for the money. At some point that's going to cross my mind mm. and that's going to be a problem. So they would they would have to have like a similar amount of money to you. Yeah, like, or, or prove sufficiently they weren't really into that kind of if they weren't really into the money. Because like I like doing the odd thing that costs a lot of money, but I prefer going on like a hike or going surfing 
or something like You're that. You're so down to earth. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Obviously, <laughs> after I've flown on a <laughs> yeah. miles to a nice white sandy beach. <laughs> but still, so what I would want is someone also to do that with me, which means they would need to have a, an amount of money that would allow them to do that, but also not be completely obsessed with money. I'm the one who's obsessed with money. She doesn't need to be. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but I then think... what would it take for them to prove to you that they're not in it for the money? Well, the thing is, I've been duped so many. I'm, I'm, I don't. I can't read people. So actually, I could. This is. I'm a hundred percent going to be taken for my money on numerous occasions throughout my life, and I've just come to terms with that fact. <laughs> um, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. They'd have to. They'd have to just. You know, actually enjoy the things I enjoy and make that clear to me. But I mean, they could yeah. easily act and I, mean, I could be like, oh, right, brilliant. Yeah. Just got taken for 50 million. Fantastic. But I was I was listening to a podcast and it's like a sex and relationship podcast. And this is actually like something I've heard. Maybe it's just an American... No, it's definitely not an American thing. Because like you hear it all the time. It's like girls just like, if the guy isn't rich or like if the guy doesn't pay for nice dinners and all of that kind of shit, like it's just like a no-go or a red flag and it's so they say it's so like it's said so openly and freely and i just feel like i wouldn't like i don't I think don't know. that i don't think even if i did think that i would just be like saying it to the world like i don't know but i hear it all the time and yeah i've had that too it's so fucked up would you date someone with a lot more money or a lot less money than you yeah, I guess so. But this is what I'm thinking is like, I don't really have a lot of money. Like, I, I don't know. I, like, I've dated or slept with a few people where they have been really weird about the fact that like I went to private school or like the fact that my family pay for stuff for me sometimes. And I feel like it crops up so much and it makes so many situations uncomfortable where it's like... Mm. I don't know if I want to be in that situation. Like, I'm not here judging anyone for not going to private school. Like, great. I literally couldn't care less if you didn't go to private school. I went to a state school for for primary school. But, like, yeah, I'm not openly, like, here or non-openly here judging people because they went to state schools. So, like, why are they judging me? I do get there are inequalities in society. But, like, I think it's just anger aimed in the wrong direction and like mm. would i date someone with more money than me yeah but i don't think i'd date them because like just because they have more money than me yeah same i mean i would date someone that had more money than me or less money than me i really don't think i would ever really care i don't think i could yeah. date someone that really cared about money though because i don't understand it so i just don't think i don't know i don't think we would work but yeah, that's that's my thoughts. The last question we put was, do you and your partner ever argue about money? And 80% of people said no. Yeah, I mean, it's age demographic, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's I don't think yeah. there's like money to fight about when you're this young. Yeah. Unless you're a freak like you. Thank you, mate. Um, <laughs> no, 80% know that those will be reversed probably in two or three years time maximum mm. i think my boyfriend I said yes. ever arguing with like, <clears throat> someone about money unless obviously i guess if we share it, it yeah you if you're in any kind of serious argue with relationship, me about money yeah like i don't think i'll have a problem but but the, the thing is there's no way in which you won't argue because like one of you has to care about the finances yeah or you both or if you both care or if you both care. So either way, you're arguing. <laughs> yeah. You need somebody who's actively looking after it, though. Like, your money needs to be working for you in some way. You know, if if your money's just sitting in the bank account, you're going to be living a very average life. And And therefore, I just see, I foresee so many arguments. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, should we get into the main 
bit of the episode. So, Theo, what is your idea of success? <laughs> what does a successful life look like in terms of money? Is there like a relationship in that horizon? Yeah. Like, what do you see? Yeah, there, there's both. So there's 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 money, relationship, kids. It's essentially quite a low benchmark for success that I have, which is you've got to be better off than your parents. You've got to be able to give your kids a better upbringing than you received, is my... And for me, that's quite a low benchmark. Hmm. And obviously, what, what that necessarily entails is, firstly, I have somebody who I've had kids with, and secondly, <laughs> that I have kids. So obviously, there's, there's other stuff to this than money, but the, the money is a key component in that I have to have earned more and give my kids a better life than my parents have done. So it kind of there's there's an interaction of three things of of the money of the kids and of the relationship. My point of contention is just with what order those need to come in, and I don't believe relationships need to be had until, you know, twenty eight or over. Mm. I re- That's so extreme. No, I I really do. I I think any relationship before. But then, then you don't you don't develop any like. <clears throat> any of the skills that you need to be in a successful relationship i think and like you don't you don't have that experience of like falling in love and getting your heart broken and all of that shit until you're i guess i mean i mean i guess it's not like you can never have it that's true i mean i guess yeah it's not like you can never have it but i feel like to put it on the back burner for so long for 28 years that's a lot but you have all your life to make money you have all your life to be in a relationship because once you're in it, you're in it for life because it's the relationship. So you do you think that you're just going to meet someone when you're 28 or you're going to start looking? Like, okay, so when you get to 28, you're just going to date one person and that's going to be it or that's when you're going to start No, dating. no, no. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want... <laughs> I don't want the, the audience to think I'm some kind of eunuch. <laughs> like, like, I've had, I've had things. Abstinence until 28. Yeah, 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 literally. Like, I'm still a virgin. Um, no, like, it's, what, what I'm saying, I've fallen into things into the, in the past, and I'm, I'm definitely not against, you know, a worldie walking through the door tomorrow <laughs> and sweeping me off my feet. I'd be like, fair play, I'll wife this girl. But... And th- that could easily happen. But what I'm kind of talking about is the necessity for it. Right now, I have a burning desire to accumulate as much money as possible, as quickly as possible. And I just don't have that same desire for a relationship. Yeah, but realistically... Okay, yeah, fair enough. That I don't think everyone has to like want a relationship when they're in their 20s. I don't think there's anything wrong with you for not wanting that. But at the same time, don't you think... like? there have been instances in the past or whatever where like something's come your way in terms of a relationship opportunity mm. or like someone that you might really like or that kind of thing and i like i want to understand why you would say no to that and prioritize working really hard now and like not having those relationships and like stopping yourself from that like, do you not think you're going to suffer from that later on? Like, are you not going to regret it? Like, which one's more worth it, really? Mm. Well, I mean, there's a few questions there. Why Why am I doing it? Um, there's, a few, there's a few reasons why. One is I'm not the person I'm going to be in three months' time, let alone a few years' time. The nature of my progression personally, because of how I live my life, is probably more exponential than most. So if I meet a girl now who falls in love with Theo today, he's a very different guy to the guy who's going to be walking around as Theo in six months' time. By that logic, then by 28, you can turn around and look at the last 10 years of your life and be like, fuck, why the fuck did I not Yeah, that's what I mean. people in these 10 years? Like, aren't you scared that you're going to look back and be like, oh yeah I have all this money but like for what like oh what about that girl like I shouldn't have let that go so easily or like oh I wish I would have I wish I I would have like fallen in love and known what that's like and like been loved back 
Hmm. Well, I would say that it hasn't been a situation that's come into my life that I haven't gone into it open into a relationship. It's not for lack of, you know, putting myself into these things that I haven't had a relationship. It's very much a lack of something just hasn't clicked every time. So, like, I'm not saying that I completely... What I have as an ideal principle of 28 is not something I'd, I implement in my life to 100%. It's something I'm striving to do, but it's it's definitely a, a fact of, like, if some cute Asian chick comes in the door, I'm going to be like, vibes, <laughs> wife this girl, nine times out of ten, right? That's happened. That's been done. Um, but just from my experience, it doesn't click. And I suspect it doesn't click because without getting too deep, um, I'm not quite happy where I am compared to where I want to be. So what, when mm. I speak about I'm not the Theo I'm going to be in six months, I'm not just talking about if she, when she falls in love with me, I'm not going to be the same guy. I'm also talking about, like, I'm going to be way more confident, would you believe it, <laughs> in six months' time than I will be now because I will be further along the road of where I want to get to. So my opportunity for mm, meeting yeah, the right okay. girl in, increases as I go on. Okay, but fair enough. I get I get what you're saying. I kind of rate, like, wanting to be the best version of yourself before you, like, really meet someone and, like, get into that, whatever. Like, I really support that. But... As you've been saying, like, okay, in six months' time, you're going to be more confident, confident. you're going to, ha- like, be that more successful, like, blah, 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 blah. But what what if you just keep pushing that forever? Like, you're going to be, like, like, always six months from now, you're going to be better. So then what if you just keep saying that? And then you, like, wake up one day and you're, like, 50. And you're, like, <laughs> you don't have that wife and the kids. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a. De- I feel like I'm in therapy. Um, there's there, there's a definite danger, like there's a danger that Honey pointed out earlier of becoming arrogant with it. There's also a danger that you just chase it to the nth degree. You never stop. Um, you have to put limits on it. Like my mindset is healthy in moderation. <laughs> But if I let myself run rampant, you're right. I wouldn't achieve half of the stuff I want to achieve outside of being successful with money. Mm-hmm. It's about tempering yourself at, at certain points. Um, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. When a worldie walks through the door, I'll be like, hold on, I am 21 or <laughs> I am 22 or I am 23. I can probably just see where this goes. Mm-hmm. This won't massively impact. But it will impact my trajectory won't be as exponential with a girl involved. And that's where I think we differ. It's just so <laughs> funny how you're describing it because it's like the relationship is the economy in your mind. But that's just not <laughs> how it works. Like, <laughs> like, okay, so what happens then if... Because a lot of people really enjoy relationships because a big part of relationships is you kind of grow with the person and they get to kind of develop with you so if you're constantly developing and like constantly growing which most people are regardless of whether they're getting more money do you not think you can do that at the same time like do you do you just see the relationship as completely hindering your ability to grow as a person and like to earn money is it kind of just like a ceiling and then you're going and going 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 and then relationship comes and then it just like tops it and then that's it no more growth no more money ever (laughs) (laughs) um well like firstly you're you're totally right i measure i measure success on year on year growth which is what we measure success in the economy on so it's probably not the healthiest way to do it that's how i do it um yeah to your point um, no, I don't see it as a glass ceiling. Yes, I do see it as um, a change in trajectory. I, I think 
I think it would be unrealistic for me to say that I can do what I do on a day-to-day basis now if there was a girl involved. Um, To give an example, I was actually messaging a girl last night, got quite into the conversation, went to bed at half 11 rather than half nine, which is my (laughs) usual grandpa time to go to bed. Um, And then I I didn't wake up at 5am this morning and go to the gym. I missed it. I woke up like 8am and felt pretty rough and was like, oh God, and was way less productive for the whole morning period. And so for me personally, that's impacted just, just a couple hours conversation at night has really impacted the next day in quite a monumental way. I just feel like it comes completely down to priorities because like if that, if that happened to me, the exact same thing, I would just be like, oh, like, what a great conversation. Like, I really like this person. Like, oh, my God, that was so much fun. Like, I'm so glad we did that or whatever. I wouldn't wake up feeling like the next day being like, oh, I feel like shit. Or I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm so tired because I like I stayed up waiting. Like, I stayed up talking to that person. Like, to me, it's something that's adding so much more to my life than taking away. And I think that's just like, we just don't. Yeah, it's just about priorities. Like, to you, it isn't. It wouldn't be like, whereas for me, it is for you. It's taking away from time in the day that you can be productive and like get on with your shit. And it's just not something that you want to be prioritizing your time on. Whereas I feel like people that are in relationships probably do (laughs) because then that's why we are in relationships. Yeah. Well, I'd like to ask you both a question. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, actually, I know kind of Maria's answer, but I'm going to ask her for the sake of the podcast <laughs> anyway. Um, ha- how many times have you been truly single and what proportion of your sexual life has that been? If you had to put a percentage on it. Um, like truly single, as truly in, single I can sleep with whoever you, I want. You, you could sleep with whoever you want and you didn't like anyone. You were truly single in the sense of you didn't have a hang up on someone. Okay. Oh wow. Zero percent. Zero percent. No, not zero percent. I'm gonna say maybe twenty percent. No, not hung up. Like I always have crushes, but like hung up. I'd say maybe like like twenty percent of the time I've been having sex pretty much. It's a low figure, honey. Uh, in the time I've been having sex. I'm trying to do the maths. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) That I haven't. Probably like 30 to 40%. Okay, well, the, the point is there is if you have this thing of, you know, one to the next to the next, like there's a void that needs to be filled by liking someone. Right, Mm -hmm. which is very, very common. Mm -hmm. Right, that is essentially the way I would describe it to you is that for me is money. (laughs) So it's it's just whereas with yours it's so sixty percent of her time has been in Honey's time has been with people, Uh and eighty percent of yours. We're not with or you like them, whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, That's how much time, probably around 80% for me, I spend a day obsessing over earning more money. So that's how I'd make you think. Yeah, but that's not true because you also get like obsessed with people. You're, but you push it away and put money in front of it. (laughs) Whereas I like, I will just like go after the people. Mm. Immune. I'm not saying I'm immune from <laughs> from this curse, um, <laughs> but but I I do I I think there is an important point to be made in the sense of if I wanted to get somebody to understand my view, whether it's healthy or not, and I push it away, mm-hmm. which I agree with you, I do, and it's bad. But <laughs> that's how I would say to somebody who's kind of into relationships and into liking people and doing all of that kind of thing replace that with just a desire to earn money and you get a kind of idea of what I'm talking about okay so what do you think of people (laughs) who 
spend like their whole lives looking for the one and like chasing the one because that's kind of the equivalent of what you're saying you do like because what yeah. what me and maria are saying is, or like what we have done is not like we're always looking for the one but like we are relatively young we're like 20 so that percentage is probably going to decrease like as the years mm. go on you know like the amount of time we've been single and we haven't been chasing people in that time so like do you think your the amount of time you're going to obsess over money is going to go down in the future as far as history's gone if i'm looking at historical precedent the more i get the more i want so probably not <laughs> which is worrying but that's a conversation for another day um i would i would say the problem i have with people who would be looking for the one for their entire life is a deeper kind of problem which is like well why don't you feel okay alone that's the problem i have with with spending large proportions of your time Mm. looking for something or even kind of being really kind of even minorly actively looking being passive to it you know if somebody walks into your life in the way that i am i think is the healthiest way to do it because actively looking what are you trying to fulfill what void are you trying to fill here yeah but it's not like i've been actively looking like people just fall into my life and then i fall in love with them you actively looked for your boyfriend in quite a big way are you kidding me oh okay no okay obviously when i liked him i obviously chased him but like i wasn't looking for a relationship what happened is i met someone and like wanted to be with them more than i didn't want to be with them Mm. it's not that i was looking for someone to be with no i just met him and then decided i wanted to be with him i'm not chasing Yeah, but it wasn't chasing for something. Like, it wasn't chasing for the, like, idea of love. It was more chasing for him. Yeah, so it's a bad example on my part. But in answer to your question, I would really question what is, why they are not okay as an individual. And really, (laughs) if they aren't okay just as an individual... They really ought not to be looking for someone else to fill that gap. They really ought to fill it themselves. Yeah, but I believe in, like, true love and, like, the one. As do I. And I... You do? I thought you didn't. No, I do. Oh, you believe in the one? I believe in as much as (laughs) a person who understands statistics (laughs) can believe in one. Like, there are many ones. Yeah, that's what I but, think too. But there is, there is a one, yes. Yeah, I think that too. I think there's of many ones. ones. Um, but so you wouldn't choose, like, meeting that one, like, one of those really special The Ones people. Like, I would, I would choose that over any money. Like, someone that I know I'm meant to be with. Like, we're just perfect together. That's, like, my idea of perfect life. Yes, I, I do. You, with this person, I presume you live in a house with a cu- couple of Range Rovers on the on the. <laughs> yeah, but I would choose that person. Your, your I would choose your kids are at that no, but... private school in Central London that you went to that costs forty grand a year. <laughs> that, yeah. That's not true. Yeah. That's not accurate information. Um, you know, etc., etc., etc. No, but I. What I'm saying is, I would choose that prom like th- that person. Like if if I had to be homeless over someone that what i wasn't meant to be with that could like put me in a penthouse and give me like everything that i could ever like want in terms of material things like i would choose that every day every time what about you (laughs) yeah same because i have a question um (laughs) okay so so theo say you get to 28 you meet the one okay you have kids with the one you like have your house whatever you have the land rovers i don't know why land rovers are like the epitome of like success i think that's so disgusting but (laughs) yeah so then okay so say you have this perfect life you've kind of reached the epitome of like what your success is and then bam out of nowhere (laughs) some girl that you slept with five years ago calls you up and is like uh i have to tell you something 
uh i have a kid and it's yours what would you see that as like (laughs) that's like economic economic loss would you see that as like a loss to your resources no that's a situation that would have to be dealt with um (laughs) quietly um (laughs) no um (laughs) it's what would i do in that situation so i mean i'd fight it quite like I'd lawyer up and fight that <laughs> shit to the ground. Um, like she would go bankrupt before that case would work. I'd make sure of that. Um, but Jesus. let's say I let's say I lose that, and it actually is my kid. I have well, obviously, yeah, it's it's economic loss. But what I'd probably do is try and offset it with maybe like get some inside information on a share price that's going up, and then do something dodgy to offset the dodge like the the costs I have to pay to the kid. Okay, so it's kind of so always like, like healing the wound. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm net neutral. The kid, the kid is in existence, but that's just you know the money's just getting funneled every month to the kid. That's fine. And then when it hits eighteen, bang, it's on its own. <laughs> Bye. I, I hope. Yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, I would offset it by doing something pretty. Something that I shouldn't be doing. But would you do that with the kids that you have with your legitimate quote unquote wife? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't and... find the need, which is bizarre. I'm not sure why that's the case. That's so. Intriguing. I don't see. I don't. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't want it to also seem like I'm some kind of like weird like accountant who needs to constantly balance the books. Like, <laughs> if I have kids and a wife, I'm not trying to. Like, every you know, when she comes in and she goes, "Ah, oh, can I have my monthly subscription for Chanel handbags?" I'm not going to be like, "This is really annoying." I'm going to be like, "This is the love of my life." Fine, done. Mm. Okay. Like it, you would be shocked how much money I've spent on people who I think might be it. I'm sure I would. Be. <laughs> it's. It's disgusting, um, but so so I'm quite easily f- I'm quite easy to fall into that trap actually. Okay, I, I'm I'm very rational to the point where I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so you think you're too logical in terms of love? Um, yes, but there there is a tipping point. Like I do, as Maria said, I become like ob- quite obsessed in the same way I'm obsessed with like success. Mm. That I'm just like, right, this is it now. That I'm getting this thing, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, you run a bit rampant. Yeah, and I go a bit mental and kind of like strategy, <laughs> tactics, <laughs> like playing the game, don't act too cool, out the window. It's just like, there's a goal, I'm going to get it. Mm. You play like a little investment game with your feelings. Exactly. <laughs> and there's only ever downside. <laughs> Never upside. That's so funny. Yeah, I wanna ask. How much do you worry about people being interested in you for money or like girls just wanting to date you for money or dating a girl that just spends all your money? Do you ever think about these things? Um They've occupied a very little space in my head because I haven't really ever dated anyone. <laughs> so I've never really had to consider it. Do I think that relationships are pretty transactional? Yes. I think most relationships with most people, even if they're friendships, are transactional to an extent. So, I mean, I am giving something in the relationship and I'm getting something in the relationship and that's how it works and that's why it's mutually beneficial. So to the extent that that's happening, I think my mind will always be slightly like, well, yeah, you know, we don't need to say it, but I am doing these things <laughs> with her. We don't need her. to say it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm doing these things with her and I'm I'm paying it and she's maybe she's maybe living a life that she wouldn't be living either because her parents don't give her money or because she hasn't had money before. But I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. I see it as a transaction. But and you you think that like as a guy you you should treat your your girl. Well, I don't let as you well know from just being my friend, you're not paying for anything ever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're so weird with that like why but why do so you wouldn't ever let a girl pay no and and you and you think like a guy should also be like treating them like it's not just about like paying for dinner it's like buying gifts 
Yeah, I think I think prob. I mean, my view of it is that, like as you know, things I've done in the past that might be some some people might think they're a bit psycho, but yeah, like I what? I, like, are you at liberty to say? Yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> I no, then do you want to share? Yeah, I mean, you're, I mean, you, I think you guys actually shared it for me on the, yeah. on, on the first or second episode when I booked a um, a flight to uh, Singapore to see a girl that I'd um, I'd basically she wasn't interested in me at all, um, and I decided to uh, to book a flight out there and spend thousands of pounds on a date, um, and. That was totally normal in my head, but I think I think basically the moral of that story is: firstly, kids don't do it. Secondly, that basically I think spontaneity, gift giving, experience giving, are integral parts of a relationship. Would you do that even if she has the same amount of money as you? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. But I would. There would be a somewhat expectation that she would do yeah, the same. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If I was yeah, if I was, you know, flying to see her all the time, if she lived in, I don't know, San Francisco and I decided to fly there on like a 15-hour flight every 3 or 4 weeks and she never came to the UK, I would be like, hold on a second, you know, this isn't good. This isn't healthy. Yeah, yeah but that's not really about money, that's about effort. Well, it is about money because to fly to London from San Francisco every three weeks. You have well, yeah, but I feel like the issue is more about effort rather than money. Your issue yeah. would be that she wouldn't be spending the money on the flight. No. Yes, but the but the, what I'm saying is, if she didn't have the money to do that, I would pay for the ticket for her to come every three weeks. Yeah, exactly. So money's not the issue. Yeah, the, the issue yeah, is yeah, the yeah, effort. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the effort. Yeah. And okay, and then my last question that I wanted to ask: How you said earlier that. If, like, you wouldn't date a girl that had more money than you. Mm. Why? Talk me through it. Um, it's not something I'm particularly proud of. But for some reason, I, I get, uh, I don't know, I get this, like, ultra-traditional, like, view comes into my head that, like, I would feel really emasculated if she had more than me. And I don't particularly know why, because in my head I have this view of, me but and you wouldn't my wife mind... and she's like a, some CEO as well. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. You wouldn't mind if she was also like, she was really rich, just not more rich than you. No, no, no. She can be more wealthy, but if it was like, yeah, like I'm like a multi, multi billionaire, and you've only got like X amount, I would be like, this is quite intimidating. <laughs> like this is like this is quite this is quite like a bit much. Mm. Um, and she, and if she was like booking me flights and villas everywhere and was like, Oh, come with me to here and come with me to here. And I was like, I literally can't afford it. She's like, it's all paid for. Don't worry. I would be like, I want to give you something. Mm. And so it's kind of like, firstly, I have this weird ultra traditional thing with this, which is like, I'm emasculated by it, which I recognize is really weird, but like, there are other points to it as well, which are like. I'm not so sure logistically in my head how that's going to work because I want to give as much as I get. Yeah. And if it's such a discrepancy, I can't. But then wouldn't the other way round, it would be such a, like, it it would be you giving, like, all the time. Yeah, but... But you think that's fine? Well, no, no, no. The, the emasculating thing is kind of like, because I think, like, also, as a guy, you have a bigger onus to kind of act gentlemanly and Mm. chivalrous and do all of the things that I think you should do. Um, Not that you must do, because some guys can't, but that you should if you can, and I can. So I think you've got a kind of obligation to, is, is the point. Do most guys think that, like, they should pay and stuff? Or do you think that you're... In the minority, or do you um, think I like most guys feel that pressure that like I have to be the provide, like I have to be giving and like provide for her and like that shit? Yeah, I think you'd be. I I think you'd be hard pressed deep down in a guy's head to find a guy who didn't, who didn't, who sorry, who felt comfortable not paying. If you went real deep, really, into their... what do you mean? Like when it's your boyfriend? No, no, no. Yeah, I would happily take turns into the relationship. But I'm not gonna 
you know, I'm not going to... But at the start. For the first six months, probably, or three to six months. But the the point there is is a different one, which is like, well, if if I'm paying, then she basically is somewhat in this transaction, as I was talking about earlier. But that's so like, so what? Okay, what does that mean in this transaction? In this transaction, <laughs> I am giving her an experience me and she is giving you and she's giving me head no 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 (laughs) (laughs) no but you know she's she's someone to spend it with oh yeah so it's not too it's not actually that (laughs) look at you you're such a romantic no 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 no, because i'm not doing that so let's just get that straight right now um it's more like transactional so when you look at it as a transaction it's not so bad and that's how I look at most things. Yeah, but, okay, no, no, I don't think it's bad. I, I don't think anyone should be expecting anyone to pay. I also feel like guys shouldn't feel pressured to pay, and I feel like that's a bit fucked up. But, I mean, like, if you if you want to buy me dinner and buy me things, yes, mm. please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. <laughs> yeah, but do you think if she, like, openly expected you to pay and was like always yeah like what if it was oh you pay oh buy me this yeah so that's not i actually i recently kind of dated a girl this this like tiktok girl she was like a like a famous tiktok person (laughs) and you know very as you can imagine just like ridiculously like made me kind of look like a hippie she was that materialistic um and so basically, I hope she doesn't watch this fucking podcast. Um, <laughs> and basically, so 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 she was like refused to get on the tube with me, like only Uber execs for her. And I was just and she was like, at dinner. She was like, oh, I only have Bollinger champagne or above Moe shit, like all oh, of this. Wow. And I and it was just for me. It was just done from the, from the first. You know, I was like, well, this is done because you're just you're not even. It's ridiculous. Um, so it's a massive turn off, yeah, when they just expect mm. things. That's that's immediately a turn off for me. As I said at the start, I need a girl who's who actually gets enjoyment out of just going on like a hike. Mm. Not, you know, like just drinking shit tons of Bollinger at the top of the gherkin. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like that's their whole personality. <laughs> Literally her whole personality was that, yeah. Oh. No gross <laughs> yeah i think to sum up i think it's just priorities you just don't see dating as one and i just don't see money as one and that's yeah. what it comes down to priorities i would agree with you and if you've got a healthy mindset but you prefer relationships <laughs> and you've got a healthy mindset and you prefer money then the only important thing there is the healthy mindset yeah not what your priority is and at the end of the day, you do want love. It's not just money. Yes. <laughs> cool. Anything you want to add, hun? I mean, I'd be interested to talk to people from, like, different backgrounds about this as well and, like, different brackets of wealth. Like, I want to know if there are people who aren't, like, making as much money as Theo <laughs> <laughs> who have the same, like, mindset about money and about, yeah, like, trajectory kind of thing. Yeah. Because I'm, cause I'm thinking, like, maybe it is just one of those, like you were saying, the more you get, the more you want. So maybe it is just a constant reaffirming cycle. But maybe if you're not already on that cycle, that doesn't exist. So if there's anyone out there who's not <laughs> on the cycle <laughs> and you think the same thing, I want to talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah, we and, and I can help you get on that cycle as well, just to... <laughs> If you're interested. <laughs> um, but thank you so much, Theo, for coming on and yeah. sharing your perspective. Yes, thank no, you. Thank you. <laughs> I hope we didn't interrogate you too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. If yeah. you felt ju- did you feel judged? I did not feel judged. It's okay. a very welcome and. <laughs> pleasant space you've created on this podcast <laughs> if i could invest i would <laughs> you should invest <laughs> yeah i don't know i'll see you, i'll see you, i'll see your financials before we uh, 
<laughs> We're on a good trajectory, you know. <laughs> it would be worth your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Maybe you can come on like another time and give us like business advice, you know. <laughs> I'd be more than willing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a longer episode than an hour if I'm giving you fucking business advice. But... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yes, and thank you so much, Theo, and. If you guys want to follow us, you can find us on Instagram at Sextras Podcast. You can email us at sextraspodcast at gmail.com. Please leave us a review, rate us, share the podcast, subscribe. Tell us if you know anyone who has any amazing stories. And yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. bye. Can you say bye? You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodatiyi. Produced by Mabel Productions.